Good morning. Today is Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020. Our readings for this morning are Psalm 45, Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Sirach, chapter 2, verses 16 through 26, and Galatians chapter 1, verses 18 through chapter 2, verse 10. We begin on page 77 of the Book of Common Prayer. Excuse me, page 78 of the Book of Common Prayer. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator and our Savior Jesus Christ. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent for the sake of your word made flesh, the incarnate Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Worship God in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore them. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For God is great and rules above all gods. In God's hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are God's also. The sea is God's, for God made it, and God's hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For this is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to God's voice. 
Worship God in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore them. Psalm 45 My heart overflows with a goodly theme. I address my verses to the king. My tongue is like the pen of a ready scribe. I am the most handsome of men. You are the most handsome of men, excuse me. Grace is poured upon your lips. Therefore God has blessed you forever. Gird your sword on your thigh, O mighty one, in your glory and majesty. In your majesty ride on victoriously for the cause of truth and to defend the right. Let your right hand teach you dread deeds. Your arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies. The peoples fall under you. Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. Your royal scepter is a scepter of equity. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you. With the oil of gladness beyond your companions, your robes are all fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. From ivory palaces, stringed instruments make you glad. Daughters of kings are among your ladies of honor. At your right hand stands the queen in gold of Ophir. Hear, O daughter, consider and incline your ear. Forget your people and your father's house, and the king will desire your beauty. Since, since he is your lord, bow to him. The people of Tyre will seek your favor with gifts the richest of the people with all kinds of wealth. The princess is decked in her chamber with gold-woven robes. In many-colored robes she is led to the king. Behind her, the virgins, her companions, follow. With joy and gladness they are led along as they enter the palace of the king. In the place of ancestors, you, O king, shall have sons. You will make them princes in all the earth. I will cause your name to be celebrated in all generations. Therefore, the peoples will praise you forever and ever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I have a correction to make. That is not Ecclesiasticus or the wisdom of Sirach for the Hebrew scripture reading, it is Ecclesiastes, different, um, chapter 2, verses 16 through 26. For there is no enduring remembrance of the wise or of fools, seeing that in the days to come all will have long been forgotten. How can the wise die just like fools? So I hated life, because what is done under the sun was grievous to me, for all is vanity and a chasing after wind. I hated my to all my toil, in which I had toiled under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to those who come after me, and who knows whether they will be wise or foolish. Yet they will be master of all for which I toiled and used my wisdom of under the sun. This also is vanity. So I turned and gave my heart up to despair concerning all the toil of my labors under the sun, because sometimes one who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave all to be enjoyed by another who did not toil for it. 
This also is vanity and a great evil. What do mortals get from all the toil and strain with which they toil under the sun? For their, all their days are full of pain, and their work is a vexation. Even at night their minds do not rest. This also is vanity. There is nothing better for mortals than to eat and drink and find enjoyment in their toil. This also, I saw, is from the hand of God. For who apart from God, for apart from God, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? For the one who pleases God, God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, God gives the work of gathering and heaping, only to give to one who pleases God. This also is vanity and a chasing after wind. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 13, A Song of Praise, found on page 90 of the Book of Common Prayer. Glory to you, God of our forebears. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple. On the throne of your majesty, glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you beholding the depths. In the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, creator, incarnate, and holy spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from Galatians chapter 1, verse 18 through chapter 2, verse 10. Then after three years, I did go up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and stayed with him 15 days. But I did not see any other apostle except James, God's brother. In what I am writing to you before God, I did not lie. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was still unknown by sight to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only heard it said, The one who formerly was persecuting us is now proclaiming the faith he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God because of me. Then, after fourteen years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me. I went up in response to a revelation. Then I laid before them, though only in a private meeting with the acknowledged leaders, the gospel that I proclaimed to the, among the Gentiles, in order to make sure that I was not running, or had not run, in vain. But even Titus, who was with me, was not compelled to be circumcised, though he was a Greek. But because of false believers, secretly brought in, who slipped in to spy on the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus, so that they might enslave us, we did not submit to them even for a moment, so that the truth of the gospel might always remain with you. And from those who are supposed to be acknowledged leaders, what they actually were makes no difference to me. God shows no partiality. Those leaders contributed nothing to me. On the contrary, when they saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel for the uncircumcised, just as Peter had been entrusted with the gospel for the circumcised, for he who worked through Peter making him an apostle to the circumcised also worked through me in sending me to the Gentiles. And when James and Cephas and John, who were acknowledged pillars, recognized the grace that had been given to me, they gave to Barnabas and me the right hand of fellowship, 
agreeing that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They asked only one thing, that we remember the poor, which was actually what I was eager to do. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle N, A Song of God's Love Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this the love of God was revealed among us, that God sent their only Son into the world, so that we might live through Jesus Christ. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us, and sent their Son that sins might be forgiven. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we ought also to love one another. For if we love one another, God abides in us, and God's love will be perfected in us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 13, verses 53 through 58. When Jesus had finished these parables, he left that place. He came to his hometown and began to teach the people in their synagogue, so that they were astounded and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these deeds of power? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And are not all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all this? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor except in their own country and in their own house. And he did not do many deeds of power there because of their unbelief. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Let us affirm our faith together with the affirmation written by John Schiminger of St. John's Grace Episcopal, based on Ephesians 3, 14-17. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your sovereignty come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. 
We are going to use the suffrages on page 42 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 1. Help us, O God our Savior, deliver us and forgive us our sins. Look upon your congregation. Give to your people the blessing of peace. Declare your glory among the nations and your wonders among all peoples. Do not let the oppressed be shamed and turned away. Never forget the lives of your poor. Continue your loving kindness to those who know you and your favor to those who are true of heart. Satisfy us by your loving kindness in the morning. So shall we rejoice and be glad all the days of our life. O God, your never-failing providence sets in order all things, both in heaven and on earth. Put away from us, we entreat you, all hurtful things, and give us those things which are profitable for us. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of, your, of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which we offer before you for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you. Through our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Now is the time um, for personal prayers for us to lift up in thought and hold in the light those whom we pray for. I'm going to lead that off with um, intercessory prayers, the ones that we've been using from Enriching Our Worship Volume 1. It's, um, we're going to use Section 5 of the Great Litany found on page 49 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 1. And this time, the inserts, the especially, I'm just going to pause in silence, and you all can insert your own especiallys. Comfort and liberate the lonely, the bereaved, especially... And the oppressed. Hear us, O Christ. Keep in safety those who travel, especially and all who are in peril. Hear us, O Christ. Heal the sick in body, mind, or spirit, 
and provide for the homeless, the hungry, and the destitute. Hear us, O Christ. Guard and protect all children who are in danger. Hear us, O Christ. Shower your compassion on prisoners, hostages, and refugees, and all who are in trouble. Hear us, O Christ. Forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and turn their hearts. Hear us, O Christ. Hear us as we remember those who have died, especially and grant us with them a share in your eternal glory. Hear us, O Christ. Now I'd like to share a few thoughts on our readings this morning. So Psalm 45 we've talked about before is one that's a little tough for me. I have to really remember the the context and look aside the details of the way the bride is being treated here um, and focus on what the psalm is supposed to be, which is basically a love or praise song. And I think it's interesting that those two words can be intertwined Um, from a probably like a court singer to the king and possibly on the occasion of the king's wedding. That would kind of make sense, right? Um, but what I love here is, is the thought of us being like the, like the author of the psalm, ready to sing praise to God. As verse 1b says, um, may our, well, and I'm, I'm kind of transmuting it into a, a prayer for us, but may our tongues be like the pens of ready scribes, ready to receive your message, and pour forth praise unto you, O God. And then something that that I'm going to kind of pluck from context and apply to our context is 10b, where it's, it's talking to the bride and says, forget your people and your father's house. And I would like to apply this, and metaphorically, this psalm has been applied, you know, by previous scholars to, as a praise song to God. Um, and, and we use the metaphor of, of God as, as ruler a lot, although God's authority is beyond any human rule that we can think of. But at any rate, I, I really believe that the message for us today is to leave behind anything that is not useful, anything that is not holy that we bring from our family of origin. Let the Holy Spirit help us filter and just leave behind that which is not holy. Let us keep the blessings and the lessons and the compassion and allow God to heal the wounds so we're not carrying that woundedness forward 
into our own families and communities. Like we talked about yesterday, let's break that cycle. And then we end here in verse 17. I, and the I is the psalmist, will cause your name to be celebrated in all generations. And the way the psalmist is doing this is by telling this story, by singing this praise. So may we cause the name of God to be celebrated in all generations by telling the stories and singing the praise. And friends, we have a lot of work to do because there are some that have appropriated the name Christian and the stories that they have told are unholy, unloving, and hurtful. And so we need to tell the truth, to tell God as we know God. Love, justice, mercy. Those are important stories to tell right now because we need to rewrite some of the false history. This is important. And it's hard to speak up right now because, again, some who have appropriated the name Christian but are not acting in the way of love have really besmirched that. We've talked before about how my son is afraid to speak up and call himself a Christian. We have got to overcome that. We have got to be brave in our faith and speak truth from love. Real truth from love. Not this, because that phrase has been misappropriated as well. Let us speak love, my friends, and walk in its way. Our New Testament reading, or I'm sorry, our Hebrew scripture reading, I think what I want to say there is um, the word vanity, if you look it up um, in a biblical dictionary, and I used logos for mine, means breath, vapor, or futility. So to me, what this says is all this striving for um, harvesting in earthly ways, getting recognition, getting um, resources, getting praise from other people, getting fame, building up your storehouses, that's all futile. We look to God for apart from God, who can eat or who can have enjoyment. When we are separated from God, there is no pleasure in life. When we draw near to God, that is when we reap and harvest the benefits of our toil. And it, that harvest may not look like we, what we expected. We've got to plant the seed in God's will by faith. And then trust God to harvest within us when we cooperate with God the fruit of that planted seed. Let us look with expectation and wonder and awe toward the surprising blessing that the harvest of our spiritual labors will bring. Amen. Now, um, our epistle, our reading from the epistle of the Galatians This is 
to me at least, obviously a response to some um, dissension or disturbance within the Galatian church. And Paul is explaining here his, his motivations and, and what happened when he took that trip to Jerusalem and how he was going because he felt called to go in response to a revelation. And I think what stands out to me today most here is when he talks about how he was meeting with the the leaders. And he says here in verse six, what they actually were makes no difference to me. God shows no partiality. I think that's a beautiful reminder that the leaders aren't just like when God chose David, he wasn't the apparent choice. The leaders of God's message aren't always the people in the community that we would expect them to be. And so we must speak with respect and love to all. And view all people as having equal giftedness to receive and proclaim and lead in the way of love and truth in Christ's way. And then I think here too, when he acknowledges the, the spies, the outsiders who came for, for malintent, he doesn't say, I knew these spies were in here, so I stopped speaking. He just acknowledges, hey, here's how they twisted the message. Here, here is the truth of it. Not everybody has to be circumcised. We're not demanding that of anybody. And in the end, we asked only one thing, that we remember the poor which is actually what we're eager to do. So he like gets it right back on track. And I think that's what we need to do too. We need to acknowledge the twisting and the untruths, the false history that we were just talking about. That doesn't mean we stop speaking. To the contrary, it means we respond with love and with gentle correction and we get things back on track. Amen. At least that's my, that's my great hope anyway. And then lastly, um, our gospel reading this morning, man, this is, this is tough, you know, that even Jesus in his hometown couldn't do much, couldn't work many miracles, or perhaps chose not to work many miracles. The first place, the first thing that we need to do to receive God's miracles is to open our eyes so that we can see them and then create fertile ground for them, create that space for Jesus, for us to draw near to Jesus. And, and like Jesus, our giftedness given to us by God, because that's the answer to the question in 54 and 56. Where did this man get this wisdom and these deeds of power? Where then did this man get all this? The answer is from God. And so also is where our talents come from. They are honed by practice and exercise, but our innate talents and gifts are given to us by God. And people will be jealous of them, just like people were jealous of Jesus. Let us not be jealous of each other. And let us not 
receive the jealousy of others. Let us continue to go forth using our gifts and talents for God's greater glory as co-creators, right, with God, as partners in holiness like we read about the other day, with God. Let's not let jealousy get in the way because what we are given is exactly the same worth as what others are given. It is absolutely true, even though it may seem trite, that it's what we do with it that counts. And when we waste our energies in pining after something that somebody else has or being jealous of something that somebody else has or focusing on our faults instead of our gifts, it is not the most effective use of our energy. So I pray that God reveal to us where we are gifted, that we appreciate our own and others' gifts, and that we bring them to bear by using them harmoniously and cohesively to further God's love on the earth, to walk together toward holiness, to lift each other up. For when one of us lifts another up, we all rise. All this I pray in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, folks, let's close up morning prayer here. All get going to work and y'all get going to the things that you are doing this morning. Thank you for being here with me today. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your partners, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road. And may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.